It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. With 2024 almost here, what can Auburn achieve this year? You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining me is Mike G from the War Report on this War Report Wednesday on a Thursday. Holiday season's got us all uh, all out of whack <laughs> schedule-wise, Mike. Thanks for being flexible, buddy. We thought with the new year being just days away, we could kind of list out some goals, some New Year's resolutions, if you will, for this Auburn football program going into 2024. And I think the biggest one is still on the future of this program. So we'll each share five. Yeah. We'll start with our biggest. We'll work our way back. My number one is Auburn should land a top five recruiting class Ooh. this upcoming year. They're currently ranked as high as three, depending on where you look. I think they need to kind of hold serve and finish in the top five when it's all said and done. Uh, Hugh Free said something interesting when he got here, he said, if we're not in the top seven in recruiting, Zach, by year three, everybody here is going to be looking for a job. He didn't even wait till year three. He got there in year one of his first full recruiting cycle. Right. And just said, you know what? Nobody's coming for my job. I like this one. I think that if you look at what he said, Zach, um, after they signed, he said, we wanted – the, the, the high school guys that feel like they were the priority. And they certainly focused on that, which is why I think they produced results there. I think that's how you build a long-term winning program is through high school recruiting. Yeah. The portal is a stopgap for something. So I like that, number one. My number one is pass for 2,500 yards. Okay. Auburn needs to pass for 2,500 yards in 2024. Let me cook on this one. Only 1,800 yards passing total for Auburn in 2023. That is crazy low. Now, they had an all-time record low in attempts as well. Uh, Payne Thorne only had like 239 attempts on the sure. season. So uh, they limited that. you got to let him use his arm in 2024, I think, because you've got, you brought in the best receiver class Auburn has ever seen. Now they need to see you throw the ball, and I think that 2,500 yards will do it for these young guys that they're bringing in. I think it has to. I think it has to. Now, the running game could arguably be even better next year, but the That's whole true. offense needs to be better, and you need to have more of a threat to pass the football down the stretch. I also think you're going to avoid some of this quarterback rotation stuff. I think you're going to have more of yeah. you know who you are offensively earlier in the season than you did this past year. And that wasn't just a quarterback rotation. It was you didn't know exactly what you had up front with the offensive line. Yep. Peyton Thorne still learning the terminology of this coaching staff. The receivers, not great from top to bottom. And you know, I, I don't think you really felt it like you could rely on anybody 100% of the time in the passing game. So I, I think a lot of factors are going to kind of be moved around to where you can pass for 2,500 yards. And when you say that, that's not that much. Like when you look at modern day <laughs> college football offenses, no. that's not a huge ask, right? We were having this conversation going into this past season. Like, can Auburn have a 3,000 yard passer? Can Auburn have a thousand yard receiver? Like, even that's not crazy. So, 2,500 yards, sure. I, I think, I think that's a great one, Mike. 
Yeah, not that uh, Payne Thorne averaged over that in his time at Michigan State. You brought him here to throw, let yeah. him throw. Yeah, and I think them kind of saying, "Hey, Peyton, we're sticking with you," is gonna is gonna pay off as well. I, like I think it. a lot of these Auburn fans that are kind of being hard on Peyton Thorne, I think their tune will change this upcoming season because I think a way a lot of things are lining up, I think it's going to benefit a, and lead to a big step forward for Peyton Thorne. I like it's that one. Facts. What's your uh, what's your number two uh, uh, on this list of five goals for 2024? I'm going to take some heat in the comments for this one. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but I think the goal should be to win seven games. Okay. Win right. seven games. Uh, now, here's the controversial part. Seven games may be the ceiling for this team uh, based on how I see the schedule. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, you know, you and I, before we started recording, we talked about the road games. Who do you have? You got Kentucky, you've got Missouri, and you have Georgia and Alabama on the road. So that's three teams likely to finish in the top 10, plus another potential top 10 team coming in to Jordan Hare and Oklahoma. So, uh, you know, in a 12 game schedule, you know, LSU, both the Mississippi schools fall off the schedule. I think it got harder based on who you're flip flopping from. You know, maybe Kentucky is your Mississippi State this year, Zach. But winning seven games, I think, would be an accomplishment. And you could still show progress while winning those seven games. You could still move the offense forward in a seven-win season. So, funny enough, my second one is Auburn should win at least nine games. Nine games? In 2024. You buy the lottery ticket? I, I think the schedule stacks up really well for Auburn. And there's okay. a chance that Oklahoma is better than I think they are, but they're having to replace their entire offensive line. I think that's going to matter. Now, Auburn's got to do some things on the defensive line or it's not it's going to you know, it's going to be a moot point, but I think I think the fact that those four games are on the road that you just mentioned, I think all the other games are winnable. I think Oklahoma at home is winnable. I think Kentucky on the road is winnable and we'll see what happens with Missouri. They've been so up and down since they've joined the SEC. We'll see what exactly that looks like, but I, I think the goal should be to at least win nine games if you're mm. Auburn in 2024. Look, man, uh, smelt the statue immediately if they win nine games. Hugh Freeze will be on fire. He will be the most popular person in the state of Alabama if Auburn pulls off nine wins next season. So I know Auburn fans would love so, to see that. Mike, I'm legitimately surprised with what you said. So this, you think this team is this upcoming year is just going to be one game, one win better than Hughes' first season here? Uh, yeah. I, look, okay. You know, at, at the end of the day, you've got a lot of high-profile freshmen coming in, Zach. But, you know, Hugh has preached patience, right? And I sure. don't think that this staff – well, I know that the feeling internally is they're not going to be able to do what they want to do until 2024. So, Auburn fans are going to have to demonstrate some patience – I'm sorry, in 2025 – I've got my years mixed up, but got it. in 2024, Auburn fans are going to have to demonstrate some patience with this staff as they try to move forward. The, the personnel is not going to be quite there yet uh, to do what they want to do offensively. Mm -hmm. That'd be that'd be wild. I mean, especially when you couple that with the fact that like Auburn probably should have won eight games this past year. I mean, the yeah. Iron Bowl, it is what it is, and you can tell they didn't, you know, take San Jose, uh, no, not San Jose State, New Mexico State, <laughs> as seriously as, yeah. as they possibly should have. And so if you if you do those two things slightly differently, you know, there, there's a chance you win eight games, Mike. So I, I'm surprised 
that you say that because also I think Auburn's schedule this upcoming season is easier than what they just did. I think Ole Miss at home is a tougher game than Oklahoma at home. And I think your road trips, you know, you get Texas A&M at home instead of going on the road. I think you go to Kentucky instead of going to LSU. Like I, I just think when you put them next to each other, I think it's easier. I think everything that's in front of you is easier than it was this past year. And I think the roster will be slightly better. Sure. Uh, look, if number one on my list comes through, then I'm with you. Uh, 2,500 passing yards, and, and I'm with you on eight or nine wins. But until we've seen that, uh, and until they've shown uh, some commitment to a particular offensive identity, I think seven is the cap. I think that I still think that's that's an accomplishment, and you sure. can move this team forward with seven wins. All right. My next one involves quarterbacks. I want you to chime in on your thoughts in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Game Time is the best place to buy your last-minute tickets for whatever event. It can be sporting events. It can be uh, theater. It can be anything pertaining to the arts, concerts, whatever it is. Game Time has you covered because, look, going to these events, they should be fun. You don't need to be stressing about Oh my goodness, am I overpaying for a ticket? This process is, is is harder than it needs to be. Not with Game Time. Game Time is the free app. Just download it and you can take the guesswork out of buying tickets. Download the Game Time app. And when you use code locked on college, when you make an account, you get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on college, all one word, locked on college for 20 bucks off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices. Guaranteed. Mike G of the War Report hanging out with us on this Thursday. I think a huge goal for Auburn in 2024, I've got as my number three goal. They need to have a clear path at quarterback moving forward. So after mm -hmm. Peyton Thorne, they need to have a clear plan at quarterback going into the offseason. I don't think you want to add any more transfer portal quarterbacks unless it's for depth and you want a veteran guy in the room to help lead some of these guys. But after Peyton Thorne, you need to end the season saying, okay, Holden Gurner's the guy, or Walker White is the guy, or Hank Brown is the guy. And you need to kind of use your practice time and your reserve snaps in these games to develop whoever that next plan is. And to me, I think that's going to be huge. Is whoever is the guy after Peyton Thorne, make sure they're ready at the end of the season. Uh, Zach. Uh, we've disagreed on a lot over my time on this show, but this is not one of those times. Hey, QB has to have a clear plan. I agree. Uh, you know, I, I, you could argue that this might be up at number one for the future of what Q Freeze is trying to build. Now, sure. I, I told anybody who would listen, Auburn is not likely to pick up a transfer QB this offseason. People thought that was crazy. You can't go into the offseason, Mike G, with Peyton Thorne is, is, is basically your only experienced option. But yeah. the staff came out and they confirmed that they wanted to lean into making the guys from high school feel like their priority. You cannot go out and recruit top-level quarterbacks, Zach, unless you are showing that you can develop guys from high school and then give them the job and let them take the reins. What team is winning consistently right now in college football that's consistently going out to the portal for their starting QB? They're, they're bringing these kids up from high school, man. They're in a system, and they're ready to take over when it's time. I agree 100%. Clear path to QB, definitely super important. 
All right, Mike G, what is your uh, what's your number three on this uh, list? My number three kind of goes in line with your number two. I think they need to beat Oklahoma. Okay. All right. Just simply put, welcome to the SEC. Here's a taste of one of the best environments in college football history. I don't think we have a time on that yet, but these teams have only played twice in the whole history of college football, both times in the Sugar Bowl and both times with Oklahoma winning by more than two scores here. So Oklahoma, Zach, has won this game a combined 75 to 41. Yikes. In two games, right? So it just hasn't been particularly close. Auburn owes Oklahoma one. The last time they played, I think it was uh, January 2017. Baker Mayfield did his thing in that one. Uh, we all know he ended up winning a Heisman. But look. Sean you, White also like broke his arm like the first yeah, series tough, of that game tough. or something. So it's like, yeah, ah, it I don't tough. know if I'm like too upset over that one. Yeah, it's tough, right? But it, it, it's, it's got to be better. Like you said, Oklahoma replaces a lot, and it won't be the same Oklahoma team. I think if you can get that win, you're a little closer to that eight wins, eight, nine wins that you talked about. But beating Oklahoma, I think, will be an important bat signal to the rest of college football and to the recruits, to that top you know, five recruiting class that you want them to land that this program is headed the right uh, direction. Beat Oklahoma. Yeah, I love that. And my um my last one is similar to the one that you just said. But just when you talk about what that Oklahoma game could mean, Auburn opens the season against Alabama A&M. That's yep. a win. They host Cal. I think that's a win. I feel comfortable saying that. New Mexico at home. I think that's a win. Arkansas at home. I think that's a win. Mike G and then Oklahoma comes to town and it's just, you've got a chance for Auburn to start the season off with an incredible like winning streak yeah. and get close to matching their win total from the, the year prior. I, I just, I think there's going to be so much at stake for that game. And I believe that's Oklahoma's first road sec game. So there's going to be some pressure yeah. on them too. And I think it's gonna be the bad kind of pressure. I think it's going to be the whole, like, all right, we got to prove that we belong. We've been talking the talk for so long. Yep. We've got to go out and do it. And I think I think the deck's going to be stacked against Oklahoma a little bit. I, I really, really do, because I think this is going to be the first big game on the schedule unless you see Arkansas come into town as a big game. We'll see what happens with them. But I just think the fact that, all right, 5-0 and is potentially going to be on the table yep. before you go and play Georgia in Athens, I just think that's going to be big. I really, really do. And so, yeah, beating Oklahoma is going to be huge. And if you're going to get to that nine-win mark or eight-win mark that we were talking about earlier, and seven-win, you, you got to beat Oklahoma. You got to beat, beat Oklahoma. Yep, yep. All right, my fourth one, Mike G, is you have to develop this freshman class. And there's a few position groups okay. that are thin right now. And I think, okay, it's not ideal that they're thin, but they're thin at the positions where you're bringing in some really talented freshmen. Obviously, receiver is the main storyline here, and I totally get it. I think there's questions about what Auburn may do at guard. You got DeAndre Carter coming in. Maybe he fights for some of those, and you give him some of those reps. Then defensive line, with Justin Rogers announcing yesterday, accepting his, his uh, is it the Shrine Bowl that he's going to? Yeah. Yeah, the, accepting his invite to that game. He's not returning. And so now there's even more questions about the defensive front. Well, you got several very talented, true freshman defensive linemen that'll be on this roster. Not ideal. It's not ideal, but this coaching staff has to develop these guys because the the both current 
and future success of Auburn football, the pressure is on this freshman class that's coming in. So this coaching staff has to put an emphasis on developing them. That's been something that's kind of been thrown up in the air as a, as a criticism at Auburn over the last half decade. I think it's a little overstated. I don't fully buy into that, but it's important this year. Nonetheless, you got to develop the freshman class. I agree. You said something that I really like, Zach, about all the focus being on the freshman receivers that are coming in, but there's an underrated defensive class actually coming into this class as well. At too. all three levels, Mike. Yeah. Uh, Auburn is bringing in the two top 10 edge rushers uh, in uh, Joseph Phillips and uh, Jamonte Waller. And then you've got Demarcus Riddick, who somehow seems to have gotten lost in all the hype of, 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 of recruiting who I expect to be a monster in Ron Roberts' system. Look, Auburn's season last year, this year comes completely off the rails without this defense. you got to replace some really important pieces. Developing yeah. this freshman class, especially on the defensive end, I think is going to be key, uh, particularly because, like I said earlier, they're not sure if they're going to be able to run the true form of this system that they want to run in 2024. So your defense needs to continue to develop. They need to be able to save games for you, make one more play. Think about it. Uh, Auburn won six games. They are one defensive play away, stop away and one unfocused game away from an eight-win season. So the talent is there. Develop, continue. I love what Ron Roberts is doing. I think they have, they definitely have proof of concept on that side of the ball. And if I were a defensive guy, I would be excited to play in what Auburn has cooking on that side of the ball. Love the development piece. What's your fourth, uh, fourth goal for 2024? Uh, number four for me is produce a thousand yard rusher. Look, our guy is coming back, man. He is coming back. If you look, it was 2023 was so disappointing, I think. Uh, at least the first half of the season was, right? And so you've got uh, Damari Alston, who I thought might have had a chance. I thought he might bolt this offseason. And, you know, it, 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 I'm glad that he stayed, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but you've got Jarquez Hunter returning. He should have been a thousand yard back this past season. You know, he, he looked like he had a chance to get exact near the end of the season. Auburn used to be. RBU, thousand yard rushers every single season. You could count it like, and and the way they've struggled sometimes to rush the ball over the last few years, I think it's been disappointing. Uh, you know, Hugh Freeze, we know he wants to throw the ball, but he's going to be working with probably the most talented backs that he's ever worked with in his career during his time at Auburn. Yeah, he is going to have monsters at running back. I think they have to produce a thousand yard rusher this year. I don't think it's a question. Uh, lean into Jarquez Hunter. Uh, he, he had kind of a disappointing start to last season because he missed game one and it took him some time to get going. But I, I like them to have a thousand yard rusher this season, definitely. Yeah, the the balance may get them again because I don't know if the balance is going to be much different next year, and and I don't know if it should. I, I guess you're gonna. I guess the carries that went to Robbie are gonna be distributed amongst the running backs yeah potentially but like i don't know so many guys got like a substantial amount of carries and jarquez hunter with 146 carries on the year like that number should probably go up i would think mike i think it needs to then Peyton thorn ran it for for over 120 times which is pretty substantial 
Then after that was your drop-off. Damari Austin, 55 touches. Brian Batty, 51. Robbie Ashford, 46. Like, I, I just, I'm with you. I, I would love a 1,000-yard rusher, but I would almost prefer Jarquez get the same amount, around 800, 850, and then whoever that RB2 is, whether it's Damari Austin or Jeremiah Cobb, can they get the five or 600? Um, but it looks good. Yeah, thousand yard receivers. It looks good. It makes you feel good when they cross that threshold. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I think this rushing attack could be successful without that. Mm. Jarquez, if Jarquez doesn't miss game one, he hits a thousand yards this season. Probably so. so. Yeah. Right. So, and that's why I'm, I'm like, like he barely cracks the threshold of a thousand yards. So I, I think it's a reasonable goal for them. Uh, you know, I think it looks good to potential recruits. You got to show a commitment to a balanced offense in today's college football. You know, I think if you want to continue to recruit at a high level, they're doing a bang up job in recruiting. They are. Uh, but you're not going to have, you know, you bring in so much talent, you're not going to have playing time necessarily to sell. Oh, you'll come here. You can play early, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to be about what you show on the field. You got to show that you can commit to running the ball as well as passing it. And you've got three great backs to do it with. I I, I like the running game in 2024. Yeah, I, I love it too. I love it too. I just, I look at what the running game was this past year and I just didn't really have a huge issue with yeah. it, especially with it getting better over the course of the season. I think it'll start off better next year as well. Third in the SEC in rushing yards. I think that's, I would take that again in a heartbeat, especially with what we think the passing game can do next year. All right. Can Auburn win one of their toughest games of the season? That's my fifth goal. We'll discuss that in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one sports book for a reason right now. And look, if you've been on the fence regarding should I check out FanDuel, should I not? You should. Because right now, new customers, you can bet $5.00. And you get 150 bucks in bonus bets if that $5 money line bet hits. That's 150 bucks for free if your team wins. It's 150 bucks for free. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app's easy to use with spreads, player props, over-unders, parlays, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off your sports winnings. Bowl season, it's not over. Get in on the action with our friends at FanDuel. FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of the NFL and the Locked On Podcast Network. Mike G of the War Report, our guest today, as we go through our goals, our five biggest goals for 2024. My last one, my fifth one, is Auburn's got to win one of those big three road games. I'm calling the big three road games uh, Alabama, yeah. Georgia, or Missouri. I'm not yep. putting Kentucky in that same tier. I think on the road to Kentucky and at home against Oklahoma are probably that second tier. But that top tier of like the tough ones, the ones I'm kind of expecting Auburn to lose going into the season at Georgia, at Missouri, at Alabama. If Auburn can win one of those games, Mike G, it totally changes what this season could look like. Yeah. Uh, beat Missouri. <laughs> I mean that's, that's that's the easiest one yeah, of the right. three, beat, right? Beat Missouri, sure. right? Yeah, beat Missouri. Uh, you know, we talked about this before we started recording. Uh, I think Brady Cook has another year that he can come back. Obviously, they're doing some great things at Missouri. Drink is you know building something there. He's uh, recruiting fairly well, and he's got a clear plan. And you know, uh, uh, the shape of this team I think is is coming together like he wants it. They had one of the best receivers in all of college football last year in, in Luther Burden. You you got to go out. You got to beat Missouri. I I just think 
Um, again, you want to show that you're moving the program forward. Part of that is beating good teams. Yeah. And uh, look, I, I hate that Auburn has to play Georgia and Alabama on the road, albeit now Georgia is in the middle of the season. But I agree with you. I, I think you got to get one of those three games. Uh, you can't continue to lose to your top rivals well not rivals but your top games every year and think that that's not going to work against you in recruiting eventually so beat missouri yo and put up a fight against the rest they haven't fared well in athens or tuscaloosa but i think they can totally uh go into missouri and win that i think so too man i think so too and i believe trying to get this quickly but i believe georgia goes on the road before they host yeah, they're in Tuscaloosa uh. the week before they host Auburn. So, like, is there a chance? Is there a chance they get them, you know, the, the week after? Uh, I don't know. Can Auburn be the trap game for Georgia? Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Um, but th- I think that is a note to watch and look at moving forward. What's your fifth one? What's your final goal that we're talking about today? I think this bar is pretty low, but I, I'm sure we'll find out in the comments after the video plays. Okay. You need to produce two 600-yard receivers. Please. For for the love of everything that is pure and holy, Zach, Auburn needs at least two 600-yard receivers. Now, you, we talked about passing for 2,500 yards. Well, if you can accomplish that, it's not a stretch to think that two guys will go over 600 yards. I mean, I almost... When's the last time Auburn that? had a 600-yard receiver? 2020, uh, Seth 20, Williams. Seth Williams. You know, I mean, this is it as hard as they've been making it over the last few years. And, and that's crazy to think now, mind you, 2020, Oh, uh, that was a, a short COVID shortened season. Sure. Right. So there were less games as well too, but you know, beyond that, you, you've got to start to produce something at that position. This class, although not as talented, I feel reminds me of that class, receiver class. I think, like it was uh, Nate Craig Myers and mm-hmm. Eli Stove and Ryan Davis, and you had all these great receivers come in. It was one of the best receiver classes in the country that they brought in. And you know, one of uh, two of those guys didn't even finish at Auburn. I, it was just crazy to think the talent that they were able to get in without showing proof of concept on the field. You've got to show it, and you've got to do it with the guys that you have. Like Jay Fair needs to be—he could be a 600-yard receiver. I think catching the ball from the slot and, and, and look, you think I'll he's take, the most likely receiver to hit 600 yards. Uh, see, I'm not sure. We'll see what the system looks like. I, I want to say yes, but is his targets really fell off over the last four games of last. That, that's season. my concern. Yeah. It's, it's, it doesn't seem like they want to go to the slot and that was where they had their best guys and they still didn't do it. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see if they run more 11 personnel this, this coming season. Uh, if they do something, gets more receivers on the field and gets them more opportunities, but I'm, I'm looking at that receiving core. I'll, I'll take a 600 yard tight end in this scenario as well, too. Like give me a 600, like turn Rivaldo Fairweather returns 600 yards for him. I think so. That, so, so who, who are your most likely to 600 yard receivers? I'll give you mine too, just to kind of finish the show with a little, I think Game. I think it's the two I just mentioned. I I, I think that again, Jay and Rivaldo Fairweather. Yeah, yeah. I'm counting tight ends in this. Uh, sure, you should. Yeah, yeah. But like, you know, I think those are your two most likely 600 yard pass catchers. There, these are the guys that uh, that tons of talent. You know, uh, reliable. If you can get the ball to them consistently, I like those two. 
I'm just trying to think if Rivaldo is to get to 600 yards, like, can you get it to him 30 more times next year? Can you get it to him 60 times? Yeah. You throw the ball. I don't know. Yeah. Throw, throw the ball 300 times. And that's like 300 pass attempts for Peyton Thorne still would have been near the bottom of the league in the SEC, Zach. That's a good point. That's a good point. It's it's not unheard of. Uh, 239 pass attempts was dead last for uh, QBs that started at least half of their team season. So, again, that's low. I I think it's Rivaldo Fairweather, and I'll put Cam Coleman as the other one. Ooh, you got the freshman. I think he's the most likely freshman to start from game one, certainly. So I like that. I like Cam Coleman. Yeah, and I think there's a world where Cam Coleman and Perry Thompson both start. Ooh, okay. If if Camden Brown does not step up this spring, I think those are the two out. Those could be the two outside receivers. Yeah, I I don't think that's a stretch yeah, at I all. I don't think that's crazy yeah. to say. Uh, it's great. I, th- I think that based on what you saw in 2023, you pivot a lot faster to the new talent, right? The only thing I don't like is Perry is not going to be here in the spring. Right, he doesn't get here till the summer, so we'll see if he kind of catches on midseason if things aren't going well, uh, yeah. you know, there. But yeah, I agree with you. I, I think you get. I think Cam Coleman sees the field from game one. Personally, yeah, I, I think I think you put him with the ones the first reps of, of spring. I just think you send that message of like you are that important to us. Yeah. Yep, yeah. I agree. I agree. He is that important. Mike G, how can people check out everything you've got going on? Ah, go on over to YouTube. Check us out at The War Report. We're at The War Report on all the socials. I got a lot of great content coming for you guys. It's about to be the new year, so new things happening for Auburn sports. New things happening at The War Report. Go check us out and subscribe. Yeah, find all my written work at AuburnDaily.com, and we will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked On Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.